watch it. Drink it in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Beasties podcast. This is episode 10. Today, we're just going to be talking about some of the hottest topics in football at the moment, mainly about the Premier League, but we will include some other stuff as well. We're just sort of going from it a little bit of a different approach today, actually talk about topics rather than just games. So just let us know what you think of this. Um, today, I'm joined by Dan. Hello. Tay. You're up, folks. And finally, Matt. Yo, what's up? Just an apology, we didn't get one out over the weekend. We did record one, but it didn't go up because of a couple of complications. And by the time it was ready to go up, it was just a bit too late. But won't let it happen again. So um, we'll actually start with Liverpool, who were back to winning ways this week with a good victory over Tottenham and then an equally impressive victory against West Ham, which sort of drives them back into the title race, sort of. Um, and now they are actually bringing in some centre-backs on deadline day. They're close to signings of Kabak from Schalke on loan with an option to buy for about 30 million euros I think it is and then Ben Davies from Preston who I suppose is just like a fourth, fifth choice set about barely 2 million so it just adds to their depth in that um, in that range so uh, Tay you're feeling a bit better about the situation at the moment I suppose like obviously the results are a bit better reinforcements are coming in so what, what do you think about what's going on? Yeah I mean to put a smile on my face this past week I can't lie um, obviously we talked about Tottenham the other day but I don't say that's irrelevant now. That's big, but obviously Tottenham are struggling. But like, I I agree with you said when you say equally impressive because West Ham away, especially this season, that's definitely a place where a team in the title race can. Well, it's easy for it to go and slip up, and we weren't great in the first half. But I don't I don't want to say we played that champions because but I did think in the second half it was like a performance of champions. Um, both like all three of the goals were excellent. Like we actually looked back to our best and fluid. I think um, as, mu- as much as I get on the club's back and the owner's back for not signing defenders, I thought Nat Phillips has been brilliant again against West Ham. Um, every time he's been called upon, him and Henderson were good. I mean, the goal that we conceded, like, we didn't keep a clean Stop sheet, me. but it's just one of them things, isn't it? Like a corner, you know, it happens. But no, we, I'm quite optimistic now, to be fair. Um, we get some, like I say, if we get these defenders in over the line, I know they're not available against Brighton. I don't think. I think the deadline was two o'clock or twelve o'clock or something. But yeah, probably a bit early. Yeah, but I, but I don't know. If, I don't know if Davies has actually been signed, and you know, but we're not announcing him yet. But I don't think. Well, be I think you're awaiting. Yeah. You're awaiting announcement. By the time this pod is, I think it'll probably be announced. But um, I think it'll be done. It's just like making sure the paperwork's done before too. But they won't tweet it out that it's completely official. Yeah, true. So yeah, no, I'm quite, yeah. I'm quite optimistic. Like I say, if we go and beat Brighton, and then we've got the big one again against City, I feel like if we win our next two games, make or break definitely in it. Really. Definitely. If you beat City, yeah. um, hypothetically, where I kind of feel they'll get one over you, but who knows? Be a really, they, really they good game. One, they? Yeah, that's kind of my feeling yeah. how good they've been this season. But yeah, it would be a, be a great game to watch that. But if you could win against Brighton, who were a tough team to play regardless of how badly their league position suggests, yeah, and then right. obviously City, the best team in the league this season, then you really are back in the title race. Yeah, the, this next week is huge for us. Um, I, can't, like, I still think we can recover if we drop points to City, but they'll they'll make it hard for us, won't they? Not a loss. Yeah. Just City don't drop many points, so if yeah. you don't drop take points off them, and they're getting Aguero then... back, aren't they? So it's just a I don't think time. that's really that much of anything to be honest, because he's he's come back. People have been like, oh, we got Aguero back. He either gets COVID or continues that knee injury, which is ongoing. It's just well, I, it's I really tough for him. I know we're in the title race, always injured. But I'd like to see Aguero back. Like I'd rather someone like. I don't know, someone unlikable get injured. Like Aguero, he always scores against us, but he's a nice guy. Like I'd like to see him back. But no, like, yeah, I am optimistic. I think, like I said, this, this next week is huge for us going forward. Actually signing some players, getting a few, um, getting a few wins on the board as well now. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Thiago's come into form as well. Um, I don't know why people doubted him to be honest. Like it was always it's just, the case it's just, it's just fun, playing. isn't it? It's like the flavour of the week to, to you know, even I get on his back and I don't know why <laughs> he's our best midfielder. So. He's unbelievable. It's just when you play him as a six, as a lone six, there's a piff in a piff, I'm sure he can work well. But when you play him in a lone six, you're wasting all his abilities completely. Yeah. Putting him in areas. He's not comfortable. I was um I was gonna ask you though, obviously I, I didn't personally expect for you to bring in one set about never mind two so do you think isn't three on the cards as well no, like, I don't think I, so I, I think that's a bit too unrealistic unlucky I'm uh, unrealistic sorry but it's still possible I think yeah 
I was just going to ask, um, obviously it's come a bit out of the blue, so do you think even Matip or Fabinho's injury is a little bit more serious than it's yeah, sort of yeah, definitely, come out definitely. as? I think, I think Matip, Matip is anything. Yeah. Uh, Klopp said um, Fabinho will be back for Man City and miss Brighton, which is fair enough. But we tend we tend to do this thing where we always hide how bad our injuries really are. Yeah. I don't know why we Gomez was such a small. I know it's an international. Gomez, we've heard nothing yeah. about. Turns out like he's, he's done like he's like he's had one of the worst injuries you can have. Um, the, my concern at the minute, which no one's talking about, is Mane, um, a slight muscle pull, and I hope that is the case rather than you know hiding I don't that. Think he'll but, be fine. Yeah, I don't. In fairness, though, yeah. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why it's taken us 30 days. Like we've, we've done more business. That's what in, I don't get. We've done more why have you all of a sudden we have in the whole of January? And it's a January transfer <laughs> window. Do you know what I mean? Wasn't but it I'm reported last week? Getting it done, to be honest. Wasn't um, it reported last week as well? The, yeah. Uh, FSG that Klopp ref- uh, they refused to give Klopp money for a centre back. Yeah. And now all of a sudden this. So they're not exactly they're giving him money now, are they? Well, yeah, it's, it's no, a two million like, loan fee for Kabak. No, it's but, an option to make it permanent, and then it's two million. No, I think it's an obligation. No, so it it's an option. No, is it, it option? Is option? Oh, that's best then. Paul Joyce if it's an option, um, but I think it's obligation. It's just all down to um, Mustafi going to Schalke. So you're welcome. It's really gone full circle, isn't it? I've what a happy day to be All this propaganda from Mustafi paid off. Schalke, what a great Schalke day to be alive. What a great day to be alive. I do think it's quite good business though from Liverpool. I think to get a centre-back like him, who I do rate quite highly, he's 20 years old. Yeah, Schalke are having a poor season, but I don't think that's down to him. And to get him in on pretty much a risk-free deal, yeah. If you look yeah, at, I think it's good business. If you look at, um, a bit, slightly off topic, but if you look at Weston McKinney, um, Schalke were awful last he year. And he's been one of the best midfielders in Italy this year. So. The yeah, only, you can't really judge it off that. Yeah. In terms of Kabak himself, the only thing I know like properly about him is he's quite a rash defender. Yeah, he's quite reckless, very, yeah. But very, again, he's 20 years old, like... It's, in a Liverpool defence, I'm sure you know. Learning off even players like Henderson, I'm sure that'll do in the world of good. I know, I know, I know Henderson, he's a huge yeah. fan of Van Dijk as well. So, um, I, I actually I, know more about Ben Davies. I was going to ask you about Ben Davies. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. a few people that watch like, Championship say he's, yeah, he's decent. Like when people were like mocking it out, like I've not joined in on it because he's a very solid centre half and he's only 25 as well. Yeah, um, for two mil. It is definitely like obviously it's a different it's a completely different standard from Prem to Championship yeah. so you never know yeah. but for two million he's definitely like I'm, like a Rob I'm disappointed that he's gone to, yeah. to Liverpool to be honest because he is like very good yeah I've, I saw a lot of people saying that and I've, I've, I did watch a compilation on him and I, I don't judge players on compilations but <laughs> his, his passing range looks like something we have missed if he can you know bring that. Because I don't know if he's going to come in and play first team football, but at the minute, probably just an option. Literally, at the like, minute, yeah. it's nice to have, and he's a left footed centre back, and I think it's less than two million. I think it's five hundred up front, and then one point two in add-ons. So you know, we love That's our add-ons. We like playing yeah. football. I was, um, I was thinking though, um, with this uh, David deal. Do you know what sort of contract you're offering? I don't know. Because say, with... say at the end of this, at the end of this season, when. Fabinho and Matip are obviously back fully fit. Yeah. Van Dijk and Gomez come back. Obviously, you've still got Phillips and Williams. Like, yeah. I don't really think he, he's not going to play at all. So, like, well, I don't think if, I don't if, think you, if you put him on like a two and a half year, I think Williams I think is a bit odd. Go think, back to being on I loan. Think, loan. I think Williams will go Stuff either like go out on loan or he'll drop back into the under twenty threes because Vandenberg's gone to Preston the other way. So I assume Williams will take Vandenberg's spot. And Nat Phillips is at a contract. I think in this summer or next summer, and I don't know if we're planning to keep him. And it will be good to have. To be it'll be good to have Van Dyke coming back from a big knee injury, not having to play him week in week out like we have been, being able to have a, a a defender that can play on that left side, not as well, but you know that can keep the ball moving as well as he does. I mean, I, I think, think I'm quite optimistic actually. I'm more excited for Davies than I am Kabak, and that might come come across really stupid, but like, like I'm a new player. Uh, yeah, I, I think Davies's contract will be primarily around bonuses no matter how yeah. lengthy it is i think he might get like 30 grand a week or something around that probably less than 50 but then he'll get quite high bonuses for when he plays because obviously yeah. he'll play more this season than yeah. you're expecting him to play next season course, yeah. so i think um i think he'll um, i think he's got an england call-up clause as well with preston so 
I don't know if that. Like, that's they're, they're a long way off now, per. Well, yeah. Um, no, I could see him. I, I could see him yeah, being. Not, like I can't. A, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money on it. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a possibility. But like, yeah, just because something for Liverpool doesn't make him England level centre back. Yeah, but so, I mean. so, so like, not being funny. England managers love a top six centre back, even if yeah, they're worse. Even if they're worse than you know the ones in the bottom of the table. But you are not wrong. Yeah. So I don't know. Cabbage left foot as well, isn't he? Uh, no, he's right foot, I think. Oh, he's right foot. I saw some yeah. earlier saying left foot. Must be hard. Yeah, I th- obviously we've been linked with a few. There was um, uh, Botman, who was my first choice. Uh, Katalakar, who was my second choice. No, no disrespect to Kabak. I mean, I'm grateful. Like beggars can't be choosers, but I just hope he hope it does well because I don't even know if we're going to end up buying him or you know because uh, rumours we're looking at Upamecano in the summer and I don't I don't know why like. Like, if, we, if we've got Kabak there, who we can get for cheaper, I would take him over Rupert Makano. But who knows? Do you know what I mean? He might come in and be a really good defender. He might come. Well, in and then the awful. options there to buy anyway. Yeah. If not, you can get rid of him. So it's quite good business yeah. for you lot, I think. Um, I mean, you could argue it's FSG being stingy again, but it does the job, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. yeah obviously, as Matt touched on, Brighton and City next for you. I'm sure in the next pod we'll talk about the City game a bit more, but. Yeah. Brighton, they will get onto them now. Actually, they come off a good uh, result, but you'd fancy your chances, wouldn't you? Overall, against the Brighton home. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I think um, I think it really depends on um, who plays. I think we're good enough to get it done because defensively they're not great. Um, but I think and they're very, very wasteful. Yeah, oh, but I think Phil, I think Phillips will play again. I don't know whether Mane will be back, but I don't know what else I can say. I'm, Salah I'm, carry I, job. I have to be confident. Like, I have to be okay. confident, don't I, for the game? So, like, I think as like bad form as you've been in recently, and obviously you are desperate to sign centre backs, which you're now addressing. Yeah. I your main problem hasn't even been your defence. Like, even though you've been playing bad. It's you've yeah, not conceded. It, 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 it all stems from one thing. If you if, if you oh, take yeah. a midfielder out of midfield, that slows down everything. And when we are playing with Reese Williams on that Phillips, you can't play the ball and progress it fast enough. Trent has to drop back. Robertson's not always like when he's playing next to Henderson, he's not as committed forward. It like when Thiago's playing the holding midfield as well. Like these things have changed over the last few games, and you can definitely see a fast improvement. So I I do think getting because to be honest, Fabinho wants to play in midfield and he is a midfielder. Um, so I don't yeah. know I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we'll ever see a Kabak and Davies back like back two. I don't think that will ever be the case. But I think the only time you'll see that is in like a League Two Carabao Cup fixture or something. Yeah, but I don't even think we're in. Any I don't even think so. I think they. I, I'd imagine Liverpool want to make sure they partner either of them with like a, an experienced player like a Fabinho. Yeah. Just. For them to settle it. Like I say, I think ideally Fabinho will want to go back into midfield, but I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, am, I don't think he might. He's a wait. He, and Monaco he played as a right back quite a bit. He, he said, I don't think he, he's said too. he wants to play in midfield. Like, he doesn't, I, really he doesn't, I, don't think he, I think I don't think he likes playing centre back that much, but it's what it is, isn't it? I don't think any midfielders no, like no. dropping into centre back. Like Fernandinho has gone back to a holding midfielder yeah. this season because they just. You you're in the middle of the park. You're doing a bit of everything. Yeah. You're getting to go up. You're getting to more on the um, ball, hold up like, the play and direct, dictate yeah. it. Whereas at centre back, you just tend to watch it. Other than when you're playing out. Yeah, but oh. yeah I mean, um, we'll we'll move on now to probably the well, maybe the biggest talking point of the weekend. Um, Brighton beating Spurs one 0 at the Amex for their first home win of the season. Oh, this be a bit less. I'm about, surprised. No, it'd be, surprised. it'd be a bit less about the game. That. It'd be a bit less about the game and a bit more about the situation in general because Brighton dominated that game. Yeah. And if you're Spurs, I had a bet on Brighton to win. I'm yeah, <laughs> if, if you're Spurs, that's sort of not acceptable. And I'm quite glad to start to be proved right about Mourinho because I got a lot of stick at the start of the season <laughs> when he was running really back. Know. But um, I, I just, I'm I just so think, I just think with Mourinho in general, I think the half the problem with it is, and Spurs fans won't want to hear this, but I don't think he cares about Spurs. All, all I think he cares about is his own image. His like, reputation, that, yeah. That's just 100%. proven down the line so much with him. And like I could use an example at United when, yes, he got sacked and yes, our board are awful, but he put everything of his failures onto the board and not onto what he did wrong himself, if you get what I mean, to try and take all the yeah, blame off himself. And, I mean, it started again with... He said like, the boys played well as well like, against Brighton after the game. They're trying to take away any sort of like blame that they played bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, Guys, going back to yeah. going back to the United days, the famous football heritage press conference. That sort of kicked <laughs> it all off when it all went toxic there. Like the fact that he's saying, "Oh no, it can't be my fault. Man United have always lost games, etc." And I think 
we're starting to see sort of the toxic Mourinho traits coming into Spurs. And I think that's part of the problem with him. And like, even when he left away, Lloris and Oreo as well, to find not necessarily it's his fault. Oreo has been exempt from the squad, I think, yesterday, which is from the fight which supposedly happened against Liverpool. But then it's not only him he's frozen out. He's frozen out Deli Ali. He throws out Sissoko for a bit. He throws out Endon Bele at the start. But um, it just go, it just goes if you, even if you take away his is on the Vinicius? pitch. Even, even if you take away his on the pitch like, like I antics, care. I don't think he's a great manager, and I think he's past it. But even if you go past that, his behaviour and stuff like that is just so odd. Like, he, he signs just... Doherty. He plays the Soko right wing back. He plays Bale instead of Vinicius, who, let's be honest, is just here to collect his paycheck. Don't want to hear any different. I don't care how he started off at Spurs. He's here to collect his paycheck, and that's about it. Like. Which doesn't make sense to me, especially with Vinicius. Like, I know he came on at half time instantly, but like, why? Why isn't he starting? That's what Vinicius is in for as a backup for Kane. Well, that's another. That's another issue, isn't it? With just like, but with with, if he if he gets sacked in the next few weeks, him and his fanboys and everything, they're blat. Yeah, but he'll blatantly come out and be like, "Oh, the squad's not good enough. This, that, and whatever." But if you if you deep it a bit more. He's bought nine players since he signed, which is more than any other manager in the league in out of the big six. So, like, by miles. He's in defence, which is apparently their issue. He's got Alderweireld, who he wanted to spend £70 million on when he was United. He's got Dyer who he wanted at United. And he's got Sanchez, who he wanted at United. <laughs> he's got he United. Bought Doherty, and he bought... Well, he bought, he bought Doherty and he bought Regulon, right? And then you, you move, move further up the pitch in attack. He's bought Bergwijn, he's bought Bale, and he's bought Vinicius. And in the middle, he's bought Hoiberg and Jetson Fernandez, as well as Endon no, Bale, who we know. I've got two no, he, things. He made it permanent. Quickly but, say, um, the, but yeah, if you've, oh, go on. Go on. I was going to say the Regulon signing for me. I know other people see it differently, but for me, that was just stop the team. It was kind of embarrassing. Well, embarrassing maybe is a bit too harsh, but no serious club would accept basically just a glorified loan deal. I can't see any yeah, circumstances it's, it's where true. he doesn't end up back at Madrid. I'd say if, if yeah, Marcelo and I'd say no at the same time. Yeah, be because cool. if Zidane leaves, then yeah, there's a chance that he comes back because this is boy his club. But if Zidane stays, which is probably more likely, but could go at the end of the season, for example, then isn't very unlikely that Reagan will get called back because he doesn't want to come back to be second string at Real Madrid and regardless, but get 40 mil. So at one point, it is like a glorified loan deal uh, and it's pretty embarrassing. It's like, Supposedly, a big club to you know accept that sort of deal. Well, that's why United but, didn't go for him because they didn't want to accept couldn't they have it under gone around it though, like to. I remember with Inter Milan um, for Hakimi, they got a first refusal clause for Real Madrid but didn't allow them to have any sort of buyback, which is what Spurs should have done or any team which wanted Regulon should have done. I thought, yeah, that's true. I just, I just think with um, on the Jose thing again, though, I think. You can. He's got his pros, and obviously, like some of the games he's won, like the City game and the Arsenal game, that is typical Jose Mourinho in quotation marks. And Super whatever. impressive. But um, I just think, <laughs> I just think from the start, even before it's gone pretty toxic and all over the place, it was the wrong appointment for them because they're a team in transition, and you don't want to bring in a manager who has a reputation for coming in and ruining. To be squad. honest. What like, I think. He did it at Chelsea, and he did it at United, and now he's starting to do it at Spurs. He's freezing out players like Ali. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts freezing out Endon Valle no. after his comments the other day, etc. But, like, he's, he's leave squads in to town. To be honest, though. Because he goes in and he tries to he tries to um, make the squad into winners and whatever he wants and then tries to go for the league. And then if that's unsuccessful, then... I think Mourinho, like... Um, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Well, I was going to say something so annoying when that happened. Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I think Spurs got like completely just ignored their morals. Um, they went from a really young, promising coach who had some down, you know, down spells and then got sacked, to getting rid of their morals and just sacrificing all the football and stuff they played for a trophy. So they got in Mourinho in the sense of they haven't won the trophy in like ten years. I think Carabao Cup. So they just threw away their style of football and everything and sacrificed it just to get a trophy. But I, I think. Things have gone worse than they've expected, like far worse, you look, which is kind of a bit naivety. But that, that, okay, also another thing, does Levy, is Levy really going to sack Mourinho? No, absolutely Like, does, what, what manager actually, unless if he causes like some ridiculous divide in the dressing room, 
What ball has to bomb to sack Mourinho? He's been sacked five times. I know, but like, but it, like it's, that's only when things get like really bad, like with the pop with the line. I guess it, but... Yeah, but they need to like. Do, do you not think they'll see the light soon? Like, not being funny, City nine times out of ten are going to win that Carabao Cup final, and at the moment, Spurs definitely aren't getting in the top four. So, like, what's but things can change. Like, let's say, okay, let's just say Kane. Kane gets back, uh, comes back in like two weeks and then they go on a winning streak again because of the players they possess. And then they get, what, like three or four wins in a row? Is it a different like, message for Spurs? You know? Yeah, but the, it's, it's not been, it's not like just switched as soon as Kane's been out. They've been unconvincing. No, no, no I know that. Ages. And even, in the, saying, even in the games they've won, they weren't really playing. I'm saying like, they, like it was they always have the out. potential to get results when they have players like that in their team. But when they just have Son now, and Kane's the one who mainly gives him the balls to feed off. Uh, like it's it's a real struggle for Spurs. But what's to say that as I say, I go on a really good run and then things completely change. Like they are, like, like, you are different. You well, are definitely over exaggerating. Like I agree, I do agree with what you mean. But not be really funny. They are still in Europe. They're in a cup final, which Pochettino didn't give them. Whether you, whether, whether you like it or not, other than they got yeah, he got into a Champions League final. But like he's got. Yeah, but Pochettino to... didn't get to and face non-league teams and like championship teams. But, yeah, but that's yeah, semi-final. but that's you can't you, you can't judge it off that. Like I've like, like. Uh, I... yeah, but what managers? Lo- no offense, right? What manager is losing against Brentford, for example, playing a full-strength team? Um, with obviously Kane and Son playing Wickham, just about needing Kane and Son to win them the game, playing getting matched up against a non-league team. Like what managers getting that sort of like luck well, or Pep, using well, those Guardiola sort of players? Had to, like, had to bring on players against. See, you're like the only. See, you're like the only anomaly. They always put in a really strong squad against the lower teams. No, I I can see I can see what you mean. I just don't think you've put it across yeah, the best way. Not, but um, is. What I mean, what he's trying to say is they've had they had a buy in the first round of this cut. They beat Chelsea on penalties and then beat Stoke and Brentford to get to this final. But like, if if you're a Spurs fan, do you really want to like put up performances like that yesterday just to get to like a Carabao yeah, Cup final? Why, yeah, why, why, why did some? If not being funny, if Marine, they weren't even convincing on, against Chelsea. If Mourinho like goes and wins that trophy, like that, none of that matters. Like two of the like what three or four trophy, um, Carabao Cups that Pep's won. He hasn't played anyone. The hardest games he played is Watford. Like, no disrespect, you have to go and win it. And you need to have the squad to go yeah, and but, do it. Yeah, but Pep wins league titles. It's different Champions Mourinho's won Mourinho's won one league title right, since yeah. And Pep doesn't play toxic toxic football, get the dressing room against him and all that. Like this entirely different. He they, know they, they knew what they were getting with Mourinho to... when they signed up and they put all the eggs in the basket, yeah, haven't they? So like I can't see why they would sack him. Like no, no, I don't no, think they'll sack him at all. I don't. I just, unless if things it, it get just, terribly it bad. It just doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at the fact that Spurs yeah. fans are starting no. to turn now. Because, He's like, not a likeable guy. You have an experience. things aren't going well. I do understand that. He's not been my manager. But not be funny. Emery's about as bad for us. I've had Roy Hodgson in charge. Like I know what bad football is. And I know it is. The thing is... Yeah, but at least he doesn't do PR talk. Yeah, but the th- the thing is, like with Mourinho, Tottenham. I I, got, I know I get what you're saying, Matt. They sort of threw up their philosophy to win a trophy, and they have brought in a quote unquote winner. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I yeah, like, like, like I, I get like, that. You know, fair play. Some, some, they, they need a trophy. Some managers. I remember a few years ago, a lot of Liverpool fans were saying Klopp set up this brilliant squad, but he's not good enough to win anything. So he's made this squad. We should get rid of him and just get a winner in, like Jose. This was only about two years ago, like three years ago. People, was... I think that's what City were thinking with Pep when he was declining a bit for to get Simeone in. Yeah, obviously well, a bit different than some. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's. I think you're being a bit harsh. Like they're they're still, obviously they're still in your. I get it. I do well, get what you're on about, and I get why you don't like him. And it probably sounds a bit condescending where you've had him and you know what he's like. I've never experienced that firsthand, but at the end. I just wanted to make one more one more point though on the thing. I feel like he's done this at a couple of clubs, but he he likes to set expectations <laughs> so low that he's <laughs> fail. Because no, li- listen, he's listen, finishing listen, second right? with United. If you, if you've like, got, just, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry, give second, 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 right? In um in the documentary, I don't know if yeah. any of you watch it. How many times did he mention the injuries? Every <laughs> single minute he got the chance. Someone puts a mic in his face. Oh yeah, we've had eight injuries this season. And then he, he's got he's got a team that 
were in a Champions League final 12 months before, celebrating coming sixth on goal difference. Yeah, did you see them hugging like after the final whistle? Well, yeah, n- not being funny. Like, and then he's, he's there like, oh yeah, this is a brilliant achievement. And like you said, getting Man United second, whatever, we finished 19 points off top and he started playing for draws to make sure he got second. This may be really wrong, but it feels like, like he takes, and again, he, he makes fans think that squads are completely incapable. Like I've seen Spurs fans he, he, say like, that's what these I mean. players are the only ones good enough. But I think there's a lot of other players who have been good enough, but don't necessarily get the credit. That's what I mean with the expectations thing, though. He, he makes he makes fans think the squad's awful. So when he gets six yeah, places, it's, it's amazing. Place, like, and it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. He'd go back to the point. He signed nine players, and there was also a quote. Um, there was also a quote from the start of the 2019-20 season when he was on Sky Sports yeah. when he was wasn't in the job, and they asked him, "Who do you think can win the Premier League this season?" He said, "Manchester yeah. City, Liverpool, and Tottenham." He gets the job, Tottenham job, after the season, and he's jumping up and down the touch now when they finish sixth. They really tell me that's, tell me that's right. Make if he said they can win the league at the start of the season, I think Spurs yeah, players have a different. Six, like, City and us, City and us were in the same situation this year. We were fifteenth, fourteenth mm. from that sort of stage in the season. Yeah, we're now first and second. Like it is when it's that yeah. early in the season, it doesn't really matter. Like it's so easy to yeah, get like, back on track. Just, like I don't know. I, I just, I just think. Obviously, I'm. I, <laughs> I make it known I don't like yeah. him. They're like, but I just, I think I how he gets. I feel like he's probably kind of pissed. Like, and, like people, many people are on his time. back entirely now. Spurs, if if they need to, you know, like European races are still on. They've still got themselves in a good position through early play and early good results with obviously Kane and Son. Yeah, like, like Matt says, they need to like says, play they're for They're in the round of thirty-two. They're in, they're in a cup final, and they're, st- they're whether you like it or not, they 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 can still finish top four. So like. That's, it's still not, all possible. Can't, can't it's not like meltdown times. Harry Kane's, Harry it's not Kane's meltdown. Um, it's worrying times for them because yeah. the future of the club they, is the most worrying. They need worrying. to get him back and then they but, can reevaluate. But a lot of the time as well, I, 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 I agree that he plays toxic football and parking up us and stuff like that. But at the same time, a lot of their losses, especially against Liverpool, have come from defensive mistakes. Um, and complacency, I think. Yeah. Like they go one up and just decide to complete. Yeah, and just just before we do finish on this as well, you but, talk about these Mourinho signings. Half of them aren't even bad. Like the Hoiberg is one of the best bits of um, business in the window. Hoiberg, brilliant. Regulon, brilliant. Roden, very good. Yeah, Vicinius is actually um, a good player. Vinicius is good. Different, but he's a Realistically, good Spurs fans have been crying out for a backup striker for how long? They get a backup striker and they're playing Bale, who doesn't want to be at the club instead. Bale's awful. That's my, that's my confusion in Mourinho. But another thing I thought I would say to kind of cut him some slack um, is Spurs players. When you watched the game last night, I don't know if you guys did, they just they don't look motivated. Like Usually they'll be a bit more intent and a bit more press. It feels like he may have lost like the dressing room. But if you, if you freeze out players like... Ali or Aurea and like if you watch documentary those are two of the players that are at the I don't think he throws out Aurea I think the getting... fight happened and it hasn't been resolved well yeah but he's, he's left him out of the squad completely probably, again, public probably image an ego thing. didn't want to have his image tarnished but uh, the last thing I wanted to say just quick before we move on what uh, you said say about the defence like yeah the, the defence is poor I admit that but he signed three defenders and the other three yeah, well, he wanted United he's not a defender so I'm not including that do you remember when people genuinely like, thought like Dyer for 50 million I think Dyer's in a really what? good start to the season but he's made two minutes so did Aurea yeah. as well yeah. but you remember that penalty he gave away against Leicester I think that's vintage Tottenham like, I think that's genuinely point. vintage Tottenham. It's good and that as well, but like vintage Tottenham in the fact that they'll, a player will start off really well, and then just go on a downward spiral for no apparent reason by doing something stupid. Like, to, to, but, yeah. to conclude, though, I, I, get, I get your point, but like I say, in my opinion, I, I, I understand your opinion, but in my in my opinion, you can't write them off yet. But I get it. I do yeah, get it. I agree. I, I, yeah, I agree. You're not with them off. I just. Yeah, from my personal opinion, though, you know, I just don't see where they go. <laughs> you'd love from to, now. wouldn't you? I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see. I'd love to see him get sacked. I want him. Quick, no, no before, I, I want him to stay. Get sacked after they lose six. Before we finish um, on this <laughs> one, if Mourinho does get sacked, what happens to him? Is anyone going to take him? He needs to retire. Yeah. He has to retire, <laughs> or, or just go and stat pad trophies in like Portugal. <laughs> I think he'll go back to like Porto <laughs> or something. Yeah, I actually really like him on Sky Sports. So get him back on there. Yeah, maybe you should yeah. just pack it up and come find it. But anyway, we'll we'll um we'll move on now. We'll 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 um we'll move on now. All right, then we'll get on now to a pretty poor week for my team, uh, Man United, with an awful loss to Sheffield United, and then a disappointing draw with Arsenal, which 
has now put us three points adrift with a, uh, played one game more. So we are quite adrift now, I see. And it's disappointing because we got ourselves in such a good position and we've thrown it away by some awful results. And I can't be too mad because obviously, like, that those results come like all the big teams have had them this season. City drew with West Brom, Liverpool drew with West Brom, like for example. But like the fact that we were so far behind at the start of the season, we've got ourselves in this position, but we just haven't got the consistency to continuously win. I said this to you the other day, Dan. A team like City can put ten wins in a row together without breaking a sweat and pull away. Yeah. But a team like United, we keep kept winning games by just about and I thought the Sheffield United game would be a chance to win a game comfortably but I mean I don't want to talk about that too much because that's been a gone but that performance was a disgrace worst I've seen in the season arguably worse than Spurs in my opinion but um, what what we want to talk about here is what are the realistic aims for us now like obviously we are pretty much six points off top well four, four maximum minimum sorry probably six um, so like what, what where do we go from here obviously the fir- first from my point of view, the first thing to get is top four. Because at the start of the season, Oli got third with his squad, which I've always said is with Liverpool and City about is the absolute maximum you can achieve of our players, of our investment. I don't know if you'll agree with that. But, um, yeah, I'd agree. You, we're probably going to finish third again. So like, where do we go from there? But I feel like if we finish third, we've got to win something. Like FA Cup or Europa League, we've got to try and win because it would be three seasons without a trophy for Oli. And as much as I am behind him, I want him to succeed. That is not good enough at a club like Manchester United. So, if if we were to come third now with no trophy, I'd have been like, you know what, that's probably about where we're at. But like, obviously, third and a your trophy, last trophyless season, though, which you can afford to have. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. But third and a trophy would be very good. But then it'd be down to the Glazers and Ed to sort out the transfers and give us a squad capable of fully challenging, not just challenging when the league's not on par as it usually is. Because yeah. that's the next step for us now. Like Oli's got us into a good position. We've come a long way under it. But he now needs the investment to take that further because there's still so many gaps in our squad. I, think... I mean, I'm sure you lot can agree with that. Like yeah. centre-back, right-back, defensive midfielder, right-wing, we need to address all of those issues You're not... before we can like become serious, I think. I can't see you signing a right-back, I'm sorry. Like, no, uh, I know. I know. I'm sorry, it's an expensive but... mistake. Yeah, but um, I think best thing for you this season is just keep going in the league. But I definitely think you should prioritise the Europa League because um, we talk, a lot of Liverpool fans talk about it and I don't really know why, but I think about it a lot as well, that United, for me, are one of the worst teams you can face over two legs because they're, they're not necessarily a better team than you, but they're just, like, they, I don't know what it is about you. You can always pull a game yeah. out of the bag when it's gone. Like, yeah. How many times have we done so, that this season? I, I, think you should, I think you can definitely win the Europa League. You have the most difference makers in the league. I'd, um, I'd, I'd love to win the Europa League, especially if we could. Uh, I think you need to knock out a couple of giants along the way, like AC Milan. And I'd love Unfortunately, to you'll be meeting Arsenal in the final, and then that one. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like what's um... cost United the most this season, especially in the league, is always set up against the big teams. He's not. I don't yeah. think he's won a game as he against two top passes or Leicester. Think, no, think. Well, passive. yeah, we'll um, we'll get onto the game on Saturday in a minute. Obviously, we started the game with McFred again. But Love then McTominay um, had to go off with an injury. And I thought as soon as Pogba moved into the middle, like the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, we were really on top. But then second half, Arsenal, to be fair to them, came out of the blocks really well. But you are right, Dan. We've only actually dropped two uh, two games worth of points against teams outside the traditional big six this season, which were Sheffield United and Crystal Palace. So that is a record that's good enough to win the league. Like oh, only, yeah. only dropping two games out of, what, 15, 16? But then it's the it's the top six games that we scored one. Yeah, well, maybe, but still, like well, it, our, our home, better, yeah, but our, our, our home record against the lower sides is still fine. Like we've beat like everyone pretty much, other than a couple. But um, yeah, we scored one goal against the top six this season in the league. Obviously, like the one time we actually went for it, Spurs. yeah, the one time we actually went for it was in the FA <laughs> Not Cup. Not the penalty, we outplayed time, Liverpool. The one time we actually went for it against the big six side, we outplayed Liverpool and won three two. Well done, you first team. Yeah, well, oh, one, one, one young stinker at the back, all right. But um, it's it's disappointing because I can't pretend I'm not disappointed and I wasn't excited about the possibility of being right up there. And I mean, things can change quickly. If we win our next two games and Liverpool beat City, it suddenly becomes very even again. But um, will we do that? Probably not. We just need to, yeah, like you said, keep winning the league, keep up there, make sure we don't end up getting dragged into a top four battle and then proper go for a cup, I think that'll be a successful season for us from this point. Definitely more than I expected at the start of the season. I didn't even think we'd get top four after our window. But um, can I ask, I'll, I'll, can I ask a we'll question quickly, for you yeah, quickly? 
Um, I see. I see. You know, I, when Liverpool were first actually, you know, in a title race, um, oh, it was always cagey in Klopp's interviews because every time he talked about, it, he'd say we're not in a title. You know, this played it down. We're not focused on that. Next game, next game. Like with United. Um, especially fans on Twitter, I've seen, oh, look at us, you know, like we're not even actually meant to be in a title race when we're just pretending we are, let's enjoy it. And then it's been going on for like three, four weeks and people are going, oh yeah, like we are in a title race. Do you actually think um, you are? Because it's hard, like, do you believe that you can go and win the Premier League title? Because the results, like, exclude Man City for a minute, the results over the past two months have definitely indicated that you can so is it just is it are you too scared to say not just you are you scared to say that you are in a title race or is it just next game at one game at a time for you well, this would have been a much easier question a week ago yeah, before yeah. we dropped five points yeah, but like at, you can't say we're not in a title race yeah, because I if agree. you beat City like and we win out you like it or not three you points are behind again. you're second like, in the league right now that's, but I know I, I don't I think we I think we yeah we obviously can like City could go on another awful run yeah. but like I don't think we will it, it, I just, I just like to be in it till the end, pretty yeah. much. Like we need to, we need to bounce back. I do feel that this week could be quite damaging for our morale. Like, it, like the playoff from now, like, what, 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 you know, what Pogba, what Rashford. We need to see what they're about in this next week because these two games are massive for us against Southampton and Everton. If we can get six points, then sort of we can just set the Sheffield United game was a blip because a draw against Arsenal isn't a bad result, but it becomes a bad result because we lost Sheffield United. But we'll, we'll come on to that now quickly. I just wanted to ask you, Matt, for your take. Obviously, um, in the unreleased pod, you were quite confident before the game. I but, wasn't um, really, though. I said like eight for <laughs> Arsenal, didn't he? No, I said nine. Um, but I, um, I, 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 I did say cue the nil-nil. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. But, um, no yeah, what, what did you think? Obviously, like I, we, we were we quite even for the first half an hour. I thought last 15 minutes of the second half, we were good like sort of first 30 minutes of the second half you were good and then we sort of kicked on a little bit at the end but it was a bit of a stalemate obviously Cavani missed a few good chances but you didn't have that many chances I wouldn't say obviously Lacquer at the bar from a free kick what, what was your take anyway? Um, I mean I think both teams will feel disappointed not to win it especially United considering the position and the chances they had but then obviously also us but anyways um First 30 minutes was just cagey, nothing happened. Poor sloppy passes from both ends. The moment McTominay came off, he opened us apart, got some very good chances. Martinez did some great defensive work to stop it, probably being 1-0. Leno stopped Rashford um, getting through. Also, Bruno probably should have been sent off earlier. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I think Rashford stopped himself, yeah. didn't he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because yeah. Leno didn't like buy an in instantly. Yeah, if he shot first he, time, he always does that. Though he overplays it. it. He puts his foot through it. He's at least hitting the target, isn't he? I I don't know if he should have scored that or not. Well, I don't think that, I don't think it was a massive right. chance, but he's going to have the best chance of scoring by just hitting it. Then because as soon as he takes the touch and the body swarm around, him, like yeah. that that first Cavani chance as well. I've got no idea how he missed that. Like that is a glaring <laughs> miss. I'm like if that goes in, I'm yeah. absolutely. I'll, I'll go into the we're back on track. Second half in the second half. Um, but yeah, like. So what I said, obviously, the Bruno, what I was quite irritated with at the time. But anyways, um, and I still feel like there's got to be some sort of VAR, something VAR can do with yellow cards, at least. I think it's either a red card, card or nothing. That'd be my opinion. I personally think it was a red because there was like, no intent for the ball. It was just malicious. I don't think it, think it would have been high as well. Studs weren't out. But, but, go um, on, carry on. but anyways, yeah, anyways, that's, that, that happened, nothing, whatever. Uh, second half, I, I feared the worst at half time, especially I feared the worst before the game with our best players out. I was really nervous in the end because of that. I just thought best we can hope for is a draw. Uh, second half, he really uh, surprised me. William coming on, I was like, oh lord, this is this going to be a long <laughs> half. Um, William got a great chance, didn't take it. Um, Pepe, I thought, was really lively second half. He pin United in for like the first 20 to 30 minutes of the second half. Then United got quite a few counter-attacks uh, from us playing that way. And yeah, we, we didn't take our chances. United didn't take their better chances. I'd say we probably had a few more chances, but United had some absolute golden chances. Like Cavani missing an open goal. Like Cavani over there kicked with Dixon. Um, I can't believe we took that off Martial. I know Martial's not in the best um, form, but... Yeah, that's, he's never like Gary Neville said though. A striker like Cavani is never gonna give that chance up in the boxes. Yeah. 
Um, and then for us, we had that Smith Rowe shot, which was easily enough saved by De Gea. The Willian shot, which was very well blocked, but should have been a goal. We didn't look convincing. Pepe got very unlucky, sweeping it wide. Lacazette hit the bar, obviously. And yeah, um, just that that was really that. I'd say the first half was just in a general summary. The first half was very even. Second, and you know, I probably edged it. Second half, I'd say we were all over for the first thirty, and then it came a bit more even towards the end, but. I just think either team will feel disappointed yeah, you, to win. Yeah, you summed that up pretty well there. I mean, we're going to move on in a sec, but the one last thing I wanted to say on us is I feel like we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses, but our strengths never come together at the same time. Because earlier in the season, we were free scoring but couldn't defend. And the last few weeks, we've been pretty good at the back but can't score. And I mean, it's even little things. It's Sheffield United, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, by that yeah, that goal was a disgrace. I don't want to talk about that because I'll get angry. But um, <laughs> um yeah, but, I mean even even Wamba Saka I've been so critical of was probably our man of match against Arsenal. He's he stepped up again the last few weeks. So like oh, even... I forgot to also say as well, from us defensively, we were absolutely rock solid. But David Luis, if we weren't rock solid, I think things could have ended badly for us as well. Yeah, I mean that's probably that's all we got to say on that. Um one other thing just to say about Arsenal. Uh, considering it's transfer deadline day, uh, this will make Tay absolutely delighted. West Brom, West Brom, West Brom have reached an agreement uh, for a loan deal for Maitland Niles. So oh yeah, oh, really? a few minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam- we got big Samson ballers now. They'll probably play midfield as well, which is probably the only thing. That, um, that actually does bring us on. That does bring us on very nice to our next topic about the bottom three and the relegation battle and. The results this weekend has really cut adrift the bottom three. Obviously, Fulham, uh, Fulham and West Brom drawing, Sheffield United losing. Um, I'm not sure how Newcastle many points. Newcastle won as well. Yeah, that's true. I'm They're not really sure actually tight. how many points it is. I'll just yeah. check now. But Brighton, uh, sorry, Fulham, Sheffield United and West Brom, who were my actual predicted bottom three a few weeks ago, are getting cut adrift now. So Fulham are seven points off Brighton with a game in hand. But that is still quite a gap. So um, Fulham, The issue for me with Fulham is they're playing well. But they're not getting results to show they were playing well. I think I uh, think you could say that a couple of weeks ago. I think they've but... changed a lot. I haven't seen them recently though, the last yeah, game and their last, last two. sort of couple but... of results, like Fulham and Brighton didn't win either, lost to Burnley in the cut. They haven't actually won in twenty twenty in the league yet. Well, they really, really twenty twenty one. Yeah, this this will shock you, but because they've have been in good form, but they haven't actually won in the league since November and they've got two wins in twenty. That's, like, just don't score. That's also yeah. worrying for me, though. Right, I think they play good football. They've got a good manager. They look like a tough team to play, but they just can't seem to get points. And in this league, in such a competitive league, if you can't get points, you really are favourites to go down. I think they bank too much on Mitrovic, and he's just not provided enough, really. But I think surely that should have been a warning sign before, though. Whenever he came like Newcastle uh, previously, it, it was pretty useless in the Prem and very good in the Championship. A bit like Dwight Gale. So surely it was a bit of a warning. I think they, that he I wasn't think they get in that. Josh King in today. Fulham. If they get him, I think they'll be Who's decent. That Fulham, yeah, they, and I, yeah, they think they're getting Josh King. Yeah, in. That, that's that's not a bad move. He's got six months left in his contract. So, is he the answer? Like generally, I think he'll help, but I don't think he's going to keep him up. I, th- I think I don't know if like do, do you boys see that changing? Like I know Tail bring his West Brom weird bias into it, but like do you genuinely <laughs> see that changing? I I think it's done now. I, I don't see there's any way Fulham and Sheffield United don't go down. Oh, hang on, we're talking about Fulham. Um, I've only just seen now. Romano tweeted like 18 minutes ago that Fulham are in advanced talks to sign Josh Mudge from Bordeaux. Yeah, I saw that as well. That's, that's a weird one. That's a very I, it, interesting I, I imagine it will be and, Josh King or Mudge. On talks of also signings, uh, Joe Willock, more than likely off the Newcastle as well. So, yeah, I mean, getting some. Yeah, see, I, um, we were, we were, well, me especially was saying Newcastle might get dragged in, but like if if you if you compare it, they've won six games. Sheffield United, West Brom, Fulham have all won two. Yeah. They just have the experience. It's like, like Burnley, I think, even when they're playing bad, they just have the experience to, and like. Just, just from previous experiences, they they can always dig out the results, yeah. which is why you could say West Brom could also stay up. Uh, I think because, I think they know, do have the quality to stay up, and I mean that. Pereira well, is Brom. a top player. Gallagher's a good player. They've gotten in Maitland Niles, who's a good player. Uh, I think Car- they've got Carlin decent Grass defense decent. as well. Yeah, like, I think Semi Ajayi is really good. Yeah. Johnston's a good keeper. Yeah, I, um, I genuinely think their squad is better than Fulham's. Like they can definitely stay up. Is it not just a case of like a lot of teams that have gone down there? They've got a couple of decent yeah, players yeah, probably, who might. Yeah. Who I might think Ajayi will. 
I think they he's got, get picked up by a Brentford. They haven't got like a good enough core, like a Burnley, yeah. a good enough shape, and that stay up. But I just think, I think, does anyone disagree? Does anyone think it's going to change? Because I, I'll be disappointed for Parker and Fulham because I've been impressed with them. But like two wins in twenty is not good enough in, in this league. Like yeah. that's the bottom line, really. Yeah. Do, do any of you yeah. think that's going to change like, or not? I feel like with Fulham and Scott Parker, they're trying the best to not only play football but trying not part way from that style whereas at some point in some games you do just need to sit back and defend although like we always moan about teams like Burnley saying that they're anti-football teams and stuff like that to stay in the Premier League which is every club's aim you do just have to grit your teeth and say you know what we're going to abandon this style and just like Leeds have done it well but they have the quality the players and obviously Bielsa is a miles better coach than Scott Parker but I just I, I don't think Fulham are going to stay up if they carry on the way they are. I think changes do what's, have to be made. What's changing for them? They're not scoring enough. Like what's genuinely going to change results for them just all of a sudden? Because do they have the players to? Well, they've got some very useful players, which I think can get picked up by other clubs like Adamola Lookman, for example. But do they no, have no, the players to? Um, I, I think I so. Think yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think they have the players well, to really. That- I think the Robinson's only thing they can justify now is a change of style because they've not got the players to cement that style and actually do it well enough to get them points. Like Dowie changes but up. Then that how do you like the style? Yeah, but then how do you stay? With, like, how do you justify sticking with something that's clearly not working? Well, they haven't been that bad. Yeah, I don't, though, I don't like, think it's especially... a case. Of, I don't think it's a case of not working. They just can't score. They're playing well, they pressed Man United. They they went one nil up early. They they honestly, when we went to Craven Cottage, it was the worst forty five minutes we've ever played. They just pressed us and pressed <laughs> us and pressed us. And I think they do have like that shape can keep them up if you have more um, quality players. They bring me. They bring me a match vibe. I've got a little start on the base of that. In in their in their like, in their first three games, they conceded ten league goals. Since then, in seventeen, they've conceded nineteen. No, sorry, not yes, nineteen. Nineteen in the last seventeen. So that's 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 a good enough record. Yeah, they, 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 they did change, They changed shape at the beginning a yeah. bit, though, didn't and they? Yeah, because... obviously they had the um, they had the initial boost of the defenders coming in, yeah. and I feel like now they need the boost of these attackers coming in to really get the ground running and try and score them some goals. Otherwise, I can't see any way out for them. Like if, if you're if you're if you've got that good of a defensive record of the last seventeen games and you still can't pick up any wins, like that just says a lot, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. and but, no um, point having a great defensive record if you can't score. Yeah, exactly. And that sort of debate. Because I was just going to say, like, I feel like the only team that they could really look up and catch is Newcastle. But another one that's been talked about over the last few weeks that we'll get into now is potentially, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Wolves are in absolutely yeah. dire form. Like, Don't worry, we play them next. They are, and unfortunately, Joe's not with us today. And if you listen to the last one, you can, he was very concerned about the way they were going. Obviously, they picked up a point against Chelsea, but they were back to another very poor performance against Palace, so bad, which yeah. now leaves them on twenty-three points. Which they're, they're nine points clear of Fulham, but Fulham have a game in hand. I feel like there's, a, I don't, I'm still not convinced that they will get dragged in, but I think there is a chance. And there's been, there has actually been talk of Nuno getting the sack. I, was I, feel say, like an, I feel like a couple of bad results. It, what point yeah. does it get to panic stations where they start thinking, oh, we need to employ someone well, that, that's who's going to keep us up like 100%. That's what, um, that's like, what we want to talk about. But um, in, in the next couple of games, they've got Arsenal, Leicester, uh, Southampton and Leeds. Tough games. And you know, that Newcastle you know the thing, though, City right? Liverpool. You know, right. Um, the, the whole thing is, right, that sounds like a really tough fixture game. But that would just suit them more than playing the lower teams. They can't carve out results against the lower teams. They've drawn to Chelsea. They beat Chelsea. They should have got a point against United, but lost out late on. Play. They lost to City on the opening day. They played. Yeah, they got battered by Liverpool. Like in previous years, though, generally they've been a pain for every big six team. So it suits them better to be the entire you like do, the entire um, team an underdog. You do say that though, but what's the best they're going to get? A nil-nil. They can't score. Like, yeah, that's what I'll, 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 I'll that is true as well. I know. That is I know. I know you're not the biggest fan of uh, of Wars bias aside with the Willy Bolly incident. <laughs> What's your take on it? That's like three years ago. Um, <laughs> I, still, I don't care. Um, I just, I don't think, like you said, they, they don't score. So I agree with what you like with your point of view, Matt. That they're best suited against the better teams, but 
like Ethan said, they're only going to get nil-nils if they stop teams like City, Liverpool and United from scoring, which I don't think they're capable of. I just, obviously, they're unlucky to have him as out for, I, I presume he's going to be out for the season. Really I don't think William Jose is quite going to... Yeah, but it's the profile. He can score. He can, he'll allows, probably score five goals for him. I think it allows oh, Fabio yeah. Silva a time to still, you know, develop and not just be thrown in, and it allows William Jose to be the like the proper target man, which suits like, Neto like, like far more. See, that's Silver the thing. Like, he's probably going to be a fantastic player, but right now he's probably not ready. It's too much responsibility yeah. on him, in my opinion. It's just too much. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I think that I. I don't not rate the front three, but at the moment, to all be playing together, I don't think Podens, Neto and Silva are the I, right I players to be scoring the goals. But obviously, where like you can't expect them to go out and spend 50, 60 million in a January transfer window when they've got Jimenez, who will hopefully come back um, from injury. It might not be this season. Um, what can they do, though? Like, what, well, what's going to change um, for them? I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to pose a question, not a massive debate, because I've got this leads on to another point I was going to make. But um, Jimenez, obviously losing him, has been like detrimental. Do you think he's the most important player in the league to his team, respectively? No. Like after, do you no, not think I, so? I think he could be. I'd no. say he's up there. I've, Wolves weren't particularly doing great with. Well, him. they came seventh last season. I'm not saying this before. No, and last season, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I mean this. They always start dodgy, though. The start of this season when we had him. Um, apart from when Millie Bolly <laughs> got a 1 1 draw against us, second game of the season. I don't think Jimenez is as important as other I think he is Wolves' most more important, important player. Think? I think Vardy's got to be up there. Van Dyke. See, Leicester is still doing, I wouldn't say, well. They can't score, though. Like Penny Everton played bad midweek. I know they lost to Leeds, didn't they? They got beat by Leeds. Um, Harvey Barnes was their only real like, goal friend. He's a winger. If, um, obviously, they got like Kenkin under, for example. But they need that, like when that Vardy. When they played like, Everton, if Vardy was on the pitch, they would not have drawn that game. Like Vardy. That's what I'm saying. That he's, right. he's such a difference yeah. maker. I think him and Jimenez are two of the biggest. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be out there. I didn't want to make it into a debate anyway. But I just wanted to say, I think with 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 him and Elves, they've got. They've got players like Pedence, Neto, Traore. They're tricky wingers. They like take men on. They create chances, but they're not going to drag you through games. And Jimenez was the one that always sort of scored. Like if they won, he's he's on the score sheet like 70 percent of the time. And now they now they haven't yeah. got that. But that, like, as much as I love Pedence and we all love Neto and Dharma is obviously a good player as well. Um, <laughs> but they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to score goals. And if they if they end up in a relegation battle, they're not the kind of players that are going to pull them out of it. Yeah. That's all I'd say. I say. But but what's I, to I say they don't have a strong enough midfield? What's to say they don't win one game and then everything completely? You know, if yeah, the Neto's game, where, where's a win coming from? Example. Like, can you can you, especially in the next? They haven't won in the Premier League. They haven't won in the Premier League since Chelsea. Like, where, where, where's this what, win coming Chelsea? from? Like, yeah, they've they just won played Chelsea. Like, so that's been like a long time then. Yeah, well, it was mid December. No, like the whole obviously it's very hard for them to get yeah. a win. But the whole point being, like, if they can, if they can get a win, whatever way they do it, whether it's tactical, playing defensive, being on the front foot, which probably won't happen, or individual brilliance, which digs them out of trouble, that they just need, they really need just to get some points to give them belief that they can, you know, move up the table. When I look at the squad, I know not going forward they'll be fine because they do have young players. But right now, they got a solid right squad, now though. they're like, one of the most stale teams I've seen. Like, I don't like, I can't see how you could get excited to watch them. Bar if Adama or Pedence or like Neto or something cool. I think their only good game was against Brighton. Basically, Mourinho should have killed won. the game off. I don't yeah. get how they got all three one up so through like Dan Burn trying to like he just kick Traore for no reason. They got the live line being three one up at half time and they bottled it that much and they didn't even look. I had a bet on them to win. I think they were the last team in my Aka and I think the cash out was like fifty pound. And I remember saying to Beth, I was like, right, I'm gonna leave it five minutes, see how it goes after half time, <laughs> then I'll cash out. And they conceded a pen within forty five yeah. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. 
they, they How's are, that possible? They are quite unpredictable, aren't they? But I, I don't think they'll go down still. And I mean, they're already on, what, 23, 24 points. They probably only need about another 10, well, maybe 12 to 14 points to stay up. I think they'll get that in their last 17 games. But I can't see any of the bottom three getting that many points. No, yeah, that's what, that's what we were saying before. I don't think that's going to change. The thing but is, as, as well, for, they just can't, they struggle for goals completely, which in this league, I think that's become progressively more important. And like more than defensive performances, like in previous years, you could hold out one nil and teams won't be so aggressive on you and kind of accept, okay, we've lost this one nil. But this year, more than ever, I feel it's just teams never sit back. Does anyone think VAR plays part in that? I don't want to create a massive discussion, but obviously it's a lot easier to get fouls or penalties yeah, now from yeah. handballs and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, um, that probably probably wraps it up there. I mean, I'd like. On Wolves, I don't think they're going to go down. I think they really need a squad overhaul. But like, I think they'll be fine this season. I think we pretty much all share that opinion. But um, just finally, before we wrap up, we're going to do something a little bit different and talk about sort of a European roundup for the weekend and some of the headlines. I mean, the main headline was probably PSG losing at home to uh, Lorient, was it? 3-2. Uh, I think so. Late, yeah. A late winner for Lorient. And that... Were they not 1-0 and 2-1? Yeah, one they were. As well, and that Neymar actually... is shameless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Neymar is shameless. What do you want him to do? Step up and kick it over the bar. Then you're like, ah, Neymar missed Yeah, I do actually. Like, he's got six goals this season. And five, like, four of them, five of them have been penalties? No, four. Yeah, but he's been well, injured most of the season. Do you, I just don't that, get it. I don't what, get what's so good about on? him. I'm being deadly serious. Like, I know this is really about PSG. That is controversial. Yeah. Maybe watch football. That would help. What do you mean watch football? Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, he's he's fantastic. He's one of the best players in the world. I get that. But I don't see how his numbers he's back the best player up. in the like, world right now. Like, well. how so many people make him out. No, no, I don't, I don't okay. think he's quite the best player. No, no, I, I don't, don't think, think especially yes, not they now. Do. No, one yeah, they that. Literally... no, people people think that right now, last season. People don't think that now. Like, he's... There's no way they can dis- think that. Like, he disappears on the big stage as well, so I don't, I don't get it. Disappears on the big stage? Oh, where, where was he in the Champions League final? And again, Mbappe, Mr. Sitter as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not just dis, um, disregarding him. I just don't like that PSG team. I can't lie. Well, do you, do you? Um, I don't. We'll just PSG. talk about like the title race in France quickly then, because I, I, I can't say. Like... Yeah, yeah, I can't say PSG are in turmoil. This is the first game they've lost since mid-December. But um, they're they're currently third because Lille are top with forty eight points in twenty two games. Out, yeah, I know you're, I know your I know your fans of them. But um, that that is that is very impressive. And Leon are also on forty six points off twenty two games. No, I don't um, think I don't think Leon is sustainable. Till Rudy Garcia is not. I don't know how he's managed to like this Toko Gambian stuff playing as a winger. Like they've got so many unbelievable young players. Like um, obviously Awa, um, they got Bruno Gomez. Kukurei, I think Ray like well. and Cherokee. Like they, they're such a weird. They've got so many unbelievable talents, but they signed so many old players. Kind of well, as well. well like, it's, it's working right for them at the moment. Like they're they're two they're ahead of PSG, and then as well, you've got you've got Monaco three points behind PSG as well. So there is actually a title Monaco race in Liga this season good as well. Like. Kovac, oh, I really like Liga. Kovacs doing is doing this thing. But um, obviously the the normal opinion is going to be PSG are going to end up winning it. There's only 16 games to go, though. Like, yeah. Can any of you see a shot there? No. I could see a shot. I could. Not like I 100% I will, but like, it just wouldn't surprise me if Poch's first season, um, like obviously he's won a trophy straight away when he beat Marseille in the final, but it wouldn't surprise me if like the, the curse continued with him like, struggling with I just don't. I just can't see it. Like, like I said, top of the league right now, Lille, like, they're, like, they're playing well, but they're, they're just not enough there for me right now. David's not a consistent enough goal scorer right now. Yazici's not consistent enough goal scorer. It's not all particularly his job, but he's not. Um, obviously, you, you've got... A really you, well-balanced yeah, team, you've got, though. You've got Botman, who's 20, and you've got, Botman. Botman, who's 20, and you've got um, Jose Fonte, who's 36. Like, if Fonte gets an injury, who's probably their best defender, like what What then? Like It's it's hard. They don't really know who their best midfield is, either. With like Suwami, who I'd say is the best midfielder. Renato, Sanchez, Andre, inconsistent. Yeah, inconsistent. Sorry, Andre. Like I can't see that. T- Maybe I'm a bit of a pessimist, but I can't see that team. And Bamba's been Bamba's been brilliant for Lille this season. Oh, yeah, I just certain. can't. I just can't see them beating. Unless maybe like I know I just lagging off Neymar. He's the best player in that league. But unless he gets an injury, I can't see them winning it. And even then, I would. I would like to see power. a bit of a, uh, I think it was was it Monaco last time, and then before that is Monaco. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think before, even before that it was about Marseille, and that was like what early two thousands. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a shock, but at the same time it also it wouldn't surprise me. On the exact same. Yeah, yeah, the exact I think we're pretty much on the same page there. I mean, quickly before we wrap up, I just want to talk about La Liga. Real Madrid, a disappointing defeat for them at home to Levante this weekend. Barcelona won as well. But uh, Atletico Madrid are actually now 10 points clear at the top Yeah, um, with another win for I them. I watched them as well against Valencia. They went one down and didn't... Like, I don't know if you saw that goal anyone at any of you. I think it was Rakic or Rakic. Unbelievable goal. Um, they just responded like very quickly. So and just They looked like something could bad, bad could have happened to them. I don't really see them slipping, like letting this Yeah, slip. them at the moment, they're 10 points clear with a game in hand, 50 points. They've conceded 10 goals yeah, in 19 I games. I can't see like, them. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Simeone and his style, but you can't argue as what he's his, The thing is, though, like, his style his style's not a myth per se, but they play a lot better football than people think. It's just on the big in, stage, in they Europe, play a they football, play a lot, yeah. defensive, which is fair enough, I guess, because he's an expert in yeah. it very very high success rate uh in the european stages but in the in the league games he, he plays completely different can we touch, what can most we touch people... on luis suarez as well yeah i was gonna say like that their, their, their sort of front two of uh Jao felix and suarez is just so good to watch and like, i'm so intrigued for their tie against chelsea i'm actually really looking forward to that one like, like Su- a lot of a lot of messi and barcelona fans were calling suarez the problem a lot of the time not being funny He's 34 years old and he's got 14 goals this season in 16 games. Like, I'd, it'd not be funny. If he fires, um, our genuine opinion, if he fires Madrid to, um, Atletico Madrid to a, um, to the league title, I think he's... That I, really I, helps I, his, I think legacy. his legacy. That really is like the best it. centre forward of like the last decade, easily. Yeah, I think he's probably That's his fair. anyway. But yeah. yeah, I think that um, just puts it in stone, doesn't it? Like that. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of him, and it's so great to see. Like, he's never relied on pace, is he? He's a tricky player, but I would love. Very intelligent player as well. I say I love Messi, one of my favourite players of all time. But like, I I didn't like how Barcelona treated him, and like thinking, oh, we'll get rid of him, we'll be better off without him, and like. But that's their ball, don't actually mess. Very corrupt. And then also, oh yeah. Can I just point out? Um, Atletico Madrid have not kept a clean sheet in three games, so Diego Simeone <laughs> has nothing on Pep Guardiola's or Arteta. Yeah, this is a misunderstanding. We haven't conceded an open play goal in over a month, but anyways, uh, yeah, we'll um, uh, we'll we'll, we'll wrap up. Wonders, I think. Well, I don't think there's that much to say on it this weekend. Obviously, the Serie A race is looking very intriguing. Yeah. I think it's worth commenting on just because Atalanta watched them the other week against AC Milan. Um, absolutely battered them. Inter failed to capitalise. This this was more last week's stuff. Atalanta lost. It's a very very interesting. They lost spectacle. to Lazio. Can I just can I just post a, <laughs> predi- a prediction? Okay. Right, um, it's, it's way too early and stuff. But when when's the Ballon d'Or? Is it? It's ages away. Who yeah. who's going to win oh, the Ballon d'Or? In December. Illicit. <laughs> Okay. I mean, what, what, what even what t- what time frame is it even based on? It's for it's from, is it December to December or no January to yeah. Well, I really, think I think it is December to the it, yeah maybe thing. January to December. Um, Does no, have a chance of winning it? Let's go win the league and like go really far. I think it, Ethan. I think it's this season. I think it's this, like from, oh, from September. Ooh, I don't know. I, it's got to be Lewandowski um, so far, hasn't it? Could you could you say Suarez has a chance of winning it though? If he needs to, he needs to cash in, cash in a couple of um, cash in a couple of Champions League mass classes, and then maybe. Do I talk about Lewandowski? Because I think um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. He's got twenty four goals and six assists in eighteen games. People people right. forget how good he's been this season because he was so good last season. Obviously, yeah. Bayern he's a demon. Know, Bayern are running away. Prem fans are so fixated on saying Kane's better. Kane's better. Not that he is or isn't, as he probably is. Like he's an unbelievable yeah. player. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people Bayern running away with the Bundesliga again. Surprise package this season, really. Wolfsburg right up there. <laughs> they almost got relegated a couple of years ago, but Bremen have done far better as well. Last year they just scraped that yeah. back as well. They dropped points in the weekend, but I like Bremen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel. I don't think Bayern are as convincing as they have been. In no, no, I don't think they are as convincing as they were last season. But I'd imagine they'll still probably run away with it. 
Maybe they lost Chiago. They lost Chiago. Start, so. didn't they? But since then, it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, um, we'll, we'll wrap up there. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that little section as well. And we tried to go from a slightly different angle this week rather than just speaking about every game individually because it just sort of felt like at times we were saying the same sort of stuff every week. Like, for example, with all due respect, Dan, we don't need to talk about City beating Sheffield United 1-0. You can drop <laughs> your Ruben Diaz. Every every drop, drop your Ruben Diaz prop now. Go on, <laughs> just before we wrap up. Tell us how good he is. <laughs> Nah, I just it, what annoys me is the fact that Liverpool fans are so reluctant to admit how good he's been. Like, I'm not saying that he should be up there with Van Dijk. Obviously, I'll shamelessly retweet every prop tweet about. But if he carries it on this season, he has every right to be considered as good as the 18-19 Van Dijk because there's nothing he's doing differently. I watched Ruben Diaz. And I actually it's a longevity thing, though, isn't it? Because it took like, Van Dijk a couple of seasons yeah. to be seriously considered as up there. Because I know Liverpool I fans were why. saying best defender in the yeah, world. He has a peak way oh, yeah, on. I don't mean he's going to be the that. greatest centre back in Premier League history. I just mean if he keeps this up, it's certainly up there with one of the greatest seasons. Like I think he's conceded, eight, I think he's conceded six goals since he's come, and one of them was against Leeds in his first game. Um, in the Premier League, I'm on about not in all competitions. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, that's that's Thank you for listening again, though. Let us know what you think about the slightly different format. I think we personally prefer it, so we'll probably be a bit more like this in the future, a bit more sort of focused on topics rather than single results. But yeah, so obviously, any topics you want us to cover, leave us in, leave us comment on the twitter at big six pod you can also find all of us on there but um yeah we'll keep up the uh sort of european section at the end as well i feel like that adds a bit um a bit of diversity to the pod but i thank you a lot for tuning in anyway just let us know what you think we're 10 episodes in now we're loving filming it and i hope you are loving listening as well and thanks for the support on the recent episodes as well i hope you guys stay safe in the lockdown and we will see you in a couple of days for another cheers <laughs>